Good morning, Brada peoples. Um, welcome back to the beauty of moidering. I did indeed find the name for my podcast. Um, a little bit of a backstory behind the name. Moidering is a term that comes from where I'm from, back at home. Uh, it means to like to ramble or to have a good chat with someone. And I thought there's such a beauty and a need to have a chat with people. So I was like, I'll take the the word, put a spin on it, um, show where I'm from, have a bit of fun with the title. And here it is, the beauty of moidering. Um, I do use this term a lot. Um, being in Scotland, they do not know what a moidra is. And I'm always like, oh, this lecture is such a moidra today. And they're like, what the hell is a moidra? I have to explain every time what a moidra is. So I did not know that it was slang until very recently, but indeed it is North Wales slang or specifically where I'm from. Um, But yeah, I did name my podcast and this is what I'm going to be calling it from now on. I also just want to take a moment to thank everybody who listened to my first episode. It meant a lot to get some very well needed support and... Just your kind words meant a lot. I know it was a lot of my friends that listened to it and I love all of you for doing it. Um, Really, really did appreciate every single listen because it made my day. Also, if you hear the, I don't know, noise is a bit different. I have created a little den in my room because obviously outside noise does affect the quality of the the recording. Um, And excitingly, I've actually ordered a microphone for myself. It's actually quite a good microphone as well. So I am serious about this shit. I do feel like there's a positive mindset being built around uh, podcasting. Um, I'm a bit scared, I'm not going to lie, because... I've been able to place this podcast on most streaming websites. So, um, yeah, the the nerves are coming up at the moment just because uh, it is me putting myself out there, but I'm sure I will get used to it. And it only grow me as a person as I keep doing it and challenging myself. Okay, enough of my yapping. Let's get on to today's topic. Um, after my first episode... I made it quite bleak. I was um, listening back to it and I was like, wow, Bo, you sound really depressing. You kind of do. And although you do need your depressing episodes, I feel like this one should be a fun, light, airy episode where we just discuss fun things. And my idea of a fun thing is to chat about music. Music is everywhere. Um, I'm going to a Niall Horan concert tomorrow. I am over the fucking moon. Sorry for my language. Um, I'm just really excited. Like, he's been my favourite One Direction member for the longest time. I was obsessed with him at one point. I had him as my little uh, screen, lock screen. Because uh, he's just a beautiful man, isn't he? A beautiful, beautiful Irish man. Can't go wrong with him. And his songs are absolutely fantastic. Um, So in dedication of going to see him, I am going to discuss how music and tunes or songs hold memories and how they kind of change your life in a way because they do have an impact on you. If you think back to one certain memory or a activity you did or even a certain person at times like I've got songs associated with people in my brain uh, which is kind of interesting but you can always link core memories back to songs I feel like in my brain I do anyway if I can picture a song I can picture a memory so I thought we'd share some of mine today Um, and maybe you could share some of yours if you'd like to just 
my friends pop me a quick text being like, you remind me of this song. Uh, might make my day, might not. Might offend me. <laughs> because there's some songs out there that do annoy me. But without further ado, let's get into our little chat for the day. The first song that comes to my brain as like the earliest memory song um, is what I remember the most from primary school specifically. Um, it's the song that people associate with Welsh football, which is Amahud by David Iwan. Um, it's a Welsh song, guys, so please do not be offended by me including Welsh songs because it is a part of my heritage and I find it really important that we do chat about important Welsh songs in our history. And this is a monumental song. Like, everybody from Wales should know this song. Especially in the Euros 2016 as well, when I was in secondary school, everybody used to sing this song. It's been with me through my whole life, basically. Um, we learnt it in year six, and I remember we had to do a little performance for the other kids um, when we were leaving school in year six. And... I don't know, I feel like it's a big monumental thing to go from year six to year seven. For other listeners, such as Scottish listeners, I'm really sorry. I'm still unaware how your system works. My friend tries to describe it to me all the time. I still don't get it. It's basically when you move from little school to big school, if that makes any fucking sense at all. Um, I'm sorry, I can't explain it any better. But that song has a place in my heart and it always fucking will and I'll say that with passion um but swiftly moving on to the more relevant songs I feel like all of you will have heard these songs potentially um they are movie songs and I feel like movie songs do have an impact on people like crazy because if you love a film you'll love the soundtrack and most movies do have a great bloody soundtrack um especially this one um this song has had me in a chokehold ever since I listened to it. I actually listened to it before I watched the film. Because I'm pretty sure this film came out in 2018. Let me just check if that's correct, because I do not want to put false information out there. It was indeed 2018, I was correct. I am very well educated. <laughs> I'm not actually, I just guessed. Um, but this so- uh, song is from the film The Black Panther, and it is All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. I really do hope I'm saying her name correctly. S-Z-A, SZA. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. But this bloody song is absolutely fantastic. Um, It is my number one song of all time on Spotify. And um, I I don't know how I listened to it that much. I listened to it before I even watched the film because I went through a phase in lockdown where I would watch all the Marvel films because I actually thought all the Marvel films would be pretty shit at the start. I was like, I'll watch it, but it's going to be crap. Uh, Fell in love with the Marvel franchise. Um, I've got posters on my wall. Uh, (laughs) Bit of a nerd. But anyway, this film and this song has had a massive effect on me. Let's just say that. Another song from a film which is also kind of in the Marvel Universe. It's more the Sony um, Marvel battle because it is from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and it is indeed the song Sunflower by Swali and Post Malone. That motherfucking song. Sorry for my language. But that song is just crazy. Absolutely crazy. I must have a thing for 2018 films because this is also from 2018. 
what bangers are they coming up with, eh, in 2018? But this song has had 3.17 billion listens on Spotify. That is crazy. I'm pretty sure YouTube, the music video is very, very high, highly viewed as well from what I remember seeing. Like, that's one of the most listened to songs ever, I feel like, except from Gandam Style. I know Gandam Style has, like, loads. I don't even know how many. I'm scared to check because that was also a monumental song for all of us. Um, but that's crazy. I'm also going to check how much All The Stars has because I feel like that's a very well listened to song as well. All The Stars has one point, nearly 1.5 billion. It's at 1.49 billion streams or listens. Wow. But Sunflower is honestly the most euphoric song ever. I was listening to it last night coming from the cinema. Went to watch Blade Runner 2049 last night. And on the way back, I was jamming to some Sunflower. I think it's a fantastic song. It's so great. Very well done. Love Post Malone. Remember Swally from Unforgettable. Do you remember that fucking banger, Unforgettable? Yeah, that was had a over a a billion streams, I feel like, as well. That guy, I'm Posty, must make hella racks because Post Malone's Rockstar has over 2 billion as well. Crazy. These people are actually magnificent. Right, moving on from the modernism of those songs, we're going back to 1979 now, and this song has a very, very sentimental purpose in my memory because it's associated with my mum and my dad's wedding. Uh, they got married in 2014 in Rhodes. It was a beautiful wedding. I remember it because I was, I think I was 10 at the time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was 10. I think, I see, I don't remember. If it was, oh my gosh, it's 10 years ago um, this year. That is crazy. So I was indeed, if I'm 20 now, I was 10, yes. Um, but this song is so funny because I just associate my dad dancing stupidly to this song. Um, I hope my sister remembers this song as well. Um, let me know if you do. Uh, it's One Step Beyond by Madness. And this song is just bloody fantastic. It's so quirky, but funny. Um, and it just got everybody boogie and I just remember it being like a pivotal song. And I, we always discuss the fact that this is my mum and dad's wedding song. Um, it just lifted the atmosphere, created a great memory. And there's nothing more to say to it. That's a short, sweet way of saying it's the best song for the best day of my parents' lives, I think. And that will forever be something that I will hold in my heart very dearly. Next up, I feel like nostalgia is very much a feeling you feel when you hear music. If I can define nostalgia, it's something that makes you very much happy. But at the same time, it makes you feel your age in the way that you can remember back to a certain time. If that makes any sense. I probably am making sense. I just doubt myself. Um, but this song is not necessarily old. It just creates the feeling of nostalgia. Every time I listen to it, it just makes me think about being a child again even though i don't necessarily have any memories to do with this song like i don't associate any past memories with this song um it first came up i think it was the beginning of last year actually um and it became my number one top song from last year surprise surprise i get obsessed very easily um but i remember watching 500 days of summer 
early last year, in the first year of uni, second semester, um, I got very much obsessed with that film. You know, Zoe Deschanel, and I fucking love Zoe Deschanel. Uh, she's an elf, she's a new girl, lover. But there's one song in this film that is just crazy. It's called Sweet Disposition. Um, ah, that song is just something different. Listen to that with headphones, most euphoric moment of your life. It just makes you think back to like child you, even though you don't have a memory with that song. It's crazy. Um, I even saw a TikTok about it and it was like, this song makes you feel like such nostalgia. And I was like, I can't agree more. I remember listening to it in the film and I was like, right, that's going straight on my phone because wow, is that song good. And I still listen to it to this day. Well, even though it's just been a year, but wow, I, I can't say anything but wow. It's just bloody fantastic. Right, I'm gonna actually recite the lyrics like a poem because the songwriting in this, even though you can't really hear what they're saying properly because the tune's really good, you just kind of focus on the melody of it. But the lyrics are actually fantastic. So it goes, a moment, a love, a dream aloud, a kiss, a cry, our rights, our wrongs. And then it repeats that. And it just says, just stay there because I'll be coming over. And while our blood's still young, it's so young, it runs, and won't stop till it's over, won't stop to surrender. Songs of desperation, I played them for you. Like, isn't that just borderline poetic? It is poetic, to be fair. You just don't realise it because the song's so catchy and you're just kind of boogie into it. You don't actually realise the beauty of the lyrics of this song. That's what makes it so special, I think. And I'm going to make sure that people remember me by this song and think, do you know what? She was a nostalgic girl or something like that. I'm going to be known for being associated with this song. Um, next, I want to talk about how I've got songs that associate... <laughs> like, I associate with my sisters because... They're annoying songs, don't get me wrong. I do bloody hate these songs. But it does solidify, like, a strong connective bond or a connective memory where I'm like, yeah, that will be one of the <laughs> things I remember about my sisters. Even if I have Alzheimer's, I will remember that both my sisters associate with these songs. And don't get me wrong, I know that's probably not true, uh, being a neuroscientist. I'm pretty sure I will forget. But I'd like to think I wouldn't. So going after my little sister first, the eight-year-old. This song is the most annoying song I've ever heard in my bloody life. It is so annoying. And I think everybody will agree with me that this is one of the worst songs ever made. But it's impressive how many people listen to it because this song is heavily streamed. Currently on Spotify, it has nearly 3 billion streams. It has 2.99 billion streams. Um, makes me feel a bit ill, actually, because my sister used to listen to this song all the time. She probably still does. It just reminds me of her in our kitchen, laminated. We had, like, tile floor, um, and she would just spin around, you know, like a little twerp. I love you, don't get me wrong. I do love you, girl. But this song and you go really badly together. I'm not going to lie. So this song is indeed Dance Monkey by Tones and I. Can you guys just imagine 
this song being played on repeat after school over and over and over and your little sister being like, Alexa, play Dance Monkey. Do you know what I mean? So annoying. So bloody annoying. And my other sister will agree with me, won't you? That it just... Oh, it used to get under my fingernails. Like a little annoying little... Ugh, little shit. But it does create a fond memory that she was quite funny... And she did know that she was pissing pissing us off. So, she is a little cheeky monkey. And I do appreciate her for being a cheeky monkey because she's funny. But that song, oh, bloody hell. Nah. Now moving the sniper target towards my 18-year-old sister. If you're listening, you're next, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> sorry. But this song got on my bloody nerves. And she fucking knows it. Like, oh, basically, this song's called Wifey. This song's by, how do you even say his fucking name? Tom Zanetti, I'm pretty sure. Um, And it was released in 2021. I just remember my sister getting ready every day to go to school with this bloody song on. And after school, this would be playing. And she knew it annoyed me. It's the worst song ever. It's basically like the definition of a club anthem. Like you would, like, he, this guy actually came to my local nightclub and my nightclub's not popular. It's not popping. Well, everybody does come there from the local area because it's the only nightclub in the area. But like this guy rocking up to here, what's he actually doing? Like even Love Island has come to our local nightclub. What's going on? How are they booking these gigs? I don't know. I don't know if they're just desperate for money or what, but like, what the hell? But this guy came to this club and in my sister's face, he didn't even perform this song. Take that. Like, you you can tell it's a shit song when they don't even play it in a club. That's embarrassing, that. Sorry, I got really, really agitated. You can tell the song really annoys me. I I can't stand it. I love you. To my sister, I love you. But this song, get rid of it, love. Being a competitive runner, um, I had many songs in my playlist that would rack up to prepare me for races. Um, And there's a few pivotal songs that I remember because I had good races after I listened to them. So they became a part of my routine, essentially, to help me prepare for that, for every race after that. Just because I thought they were good luck because I did really well in a race. It's a bit pathetic, but you hold on to whatever could make you the best out on the field. Do you know what I mean? So I've got three songs um, that I would have to listen to before I ran or I wouldn't go out on the track. Um, I don't know, it's just a part of a routine. When you build a routine, you stick to it, you know. The first song is Vossy Bop by Stormzy. I just remember being in, I think it was Old Trafford, Manchester. And I was running the 3K that day. And there was a really tough competitors in the field. I just remember being like, I'm going to stick to these this girl in the front, and I very much well did, did lead for most of it. Um, and I listened to this song before I went out there, got myself very hyped, you know, PEA level type shit, get yourself aroused. <laughs> it's not what you think, that word. The arousal is an actual thing that sports enthusiasts do look at and athletes do concentrate on. Um, I got myself very much aroused with this song and I went out there and smashed it. Um, so that that song does hold a place, 
categorically very high in my memory, yes. Their second song was The Hills by The Weeknd. What a artist, by the way. He's currently the most listened to person on Spotify. He just overtook Taylor Swift again. I know that Taylor Swift just about overtook him right at the end of the year, but he's he's a very good artist and he's currently reigning supreme again on the top. But The Hills was released in 2015. Um, and I remember this just being a hype song, you know, everybody knows The Hills. I only called you when it's bloody fantastic. Uh, and I just remember getting really, really hyped to this song as well. I can't believe it's that old, like it's nearly 10 years old. And then the third song was Washing Machine Heart by Miski. Um, she's currently going on tour um, in a bit and I'm really jealous of the fuckers that have had tickets. I know who I'm talking about. But one of the main reasons I actually added this to my pre-comp playlist is because me and my friends, um, when I passed my driving test in 2020, I think I passed my driving test in 2020. Or was it 2021? Huh. I think it was 2021, actually. But I used to race during that period, you know. Um, it was definitely after COVID when I started competing again. Um, that's when this playlist occurred. But me and my friends used to listen to this song all the time on Orcs and we'd just, like, be driving through the woods or some shit. But, oh, it was the best time ever and associates very, very fond memories of just being a young, reckless little... I wasn't a reckless driver. That's not me saying I was stupid driving. I was very much capable of driving. I think I'm actually quite good at driving. But it just reminds me of being just a young little wee child. Not a child, teenager and just having mega fun with my friends. Anyway, I do think it's hella important as well that I do mention some artists that kind of saved my life at times. Like, not in the most depressing way. But... They just made me who I am today, such as, like, the likelihoods of Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. When you were young, they were so monumental in your life. With like, you you'd get your little CDs. Like, I would get CDs from my nine every Christmas, and they used to always be Katy Perry or Michael Bublé. He's like, I'm obsessed with Michael Bublé. I just love Michael Bublé. My friends know I love Michael Bublé, okay? Um, and then you had, I used to get Bruno Mars CDs... Oli Mercedes, like their classic 2010s hits that just kind of formed me to be who I am. But I feel like the artists who have had the most effect on me are definitely the Beatles. I remember doing the Beatles in school, in primary actually, and we had the best teacher ever in year five. Um, oh, I loved him so much. Um, and then we went to the Beatles museum, we got to do some fun stuff with the Beatles, got to dress up as 60s characters that year we did a play like a christmas play and the beatles were featured in it because we it was like doctor who going through time and i was this 60s hippie that was taking doctor who through the era of the 60s and the beatles were there the mods and the rockers were there you know it was like great we got to paint beatles stuff um, and nowadays i feel like the beatles are one of my most listened to artists because each song is perfectly wonderful like in my life Norwegian Wood, All You Need Is Love, Strawberry Fields Forever, Hey Jude, um, what else have you got? Eleanor Rigby, Yesterday, Blackbird, Come Together, Here Comes the Sun, it just, it's never ending, it will 
forever go on because every song is bloody fantastic okay so coming to the close of the episode i feel like this is the most important song because i found it in a little it's not a little tv series it's quite a big one it features dilemma if anybody wants to guess um and i actually saw it as quite as a comfort show which is concerning because this show is not supposed to be a comfort show i think it was just because dilemma was in it i'm not gonna lie but it was 30 reasons why and it's introduced in season two it's the night we met by the group Lord Huron. I'm not sure how to say their second name. Huron or Huron, whatever the hell it is. And I think it's the one with that's featuring Phoebe Bridges in it. Um, but I've always said this song will be the first dance song at my wedding because it is beautiful. Every time I listen to it, I tear up. It hits a nerve inside me. It's just the most beautiful song ever. The start of the song is just perfect like the little hummings of the the gals in unison i can hear it in my brain <laughs> so beautiful the most perfect start to a song ever i'd say um it's fantastic and it will definitely be featured as my first dance song i don't care what my husband said or tries to argue with me that it should be another song it's going to be this song and i'm getting my way it's come with me this far. I've said it for years now since this song's been out. And I am not letting go as it has come too far now. Um, so that's not necessarily a song I associate with a memory. It's something I am going to associate with the hopeful future, which is a bit of a spin on what I was talking about. And I feel great for doing that. <laughs> but we have reached the end of the episode, guys. Uh, I'm sorry it's a bit long. Uh, there's just too much to talk about within the realm of music. I reckon I could go forever because there's still so many I have not discussed. So we might need a part two to this episode. But thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a fun one today, not a bleak one. Uh, I do have some not so fun ones coming up, but I feel like it is important to talk about serious things when serious things need to be said. But anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day and... I'll see you in the next one.